be enlightened. Just look up to Jesus right here. Praise God. Don't let nobody distract you. Praise God. You will never know yourself. You will never know what happened in your life until you know your own spirit. You've got to know your spirit. You will never even be able to navigate the spirit of God. You will not be able to resist the demonic spirit until you are aware of your own spirit. And the teachings that talks about the spirit of man as it occurs in his own essence within himself it's not very prevalent in the body of Christ. And so a whole lot of church going people, they are unaware of the dynamics and the inner workings of their own spirit. It's important for you to know that you have a distinct spirit. And that your spirit is in fact different from the spirit of God. There's a spirit of God. There's a spirit of Satan. And there's a spirit of man. The Bible says in the book of Job chapter 32 and verse 8. But it is the spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty, that gives them understanding. Job 32 and verse 8. The King James Version posts that scripture this way. Look at my eyes, everyone. For there is a spirit in man. The inspiration of the Almighty that gives him understanding. There is a spirit in man. Hmm. The inspiration of God. That gives him understanding. The spirit of man. There's a spirit in man. In the book of. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 27. The Bible says. The spirit of man. Is the candle lamp of the Lord. Searching all his innermost parts. Walk with me somebody. It's important that I lay this foundation. So that you don't get lost when the Lord begins to connect the inner workings and the dynamics of your spirit. The spirit of man. I want you to notice here that he did not say the spirit of God. He didn't say the spirit of the devil. He says that's a spirit in man. And now he highlights the characteristics of that spirit. He said the spirit in man is the candlelight of God. Okay. It's not the spirit of the devil. The spirit in you. A whole lot of people are not aware of the spirit that's in them. Their own spirit. They are not aware of their own spirit. They are aware of their soul. Uh -huh. They are aware of their own body. In fact, a lot of people are too aware of their body. But they are not aware of, of their spirit. Now, it's dangerous for you not to be aware of your spirit. Now, because even if you are connected with God, because God is spirit and God connects with you in the spirit, you will not be able to fully consciously manifest the capacity of God. Uh-huh. Because the capacity of God is in your spirit. 
He said, when we give our life to Jesus, when we come to the Lord, three distinct experiences happen. Number one, your salvation experience helps you to receive the cleansing of your sin. Your sins are forgiven. When you come to the Lord, I've written unto you, amen, children, because your sins are forgiven and you know him who is from the beginning. Number two, experience you have is that you have a relationship with God as father. The Bible says, look at my eyes, everybody. Behold what manner of love it is the father has given to us that we be called the sons of God. It's important for you to know that God represents different things to different people on the surface of the earth. The same God is the God of all creation. And being the God of all creation means he has certain commitment, responsibility to all creation. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter where you come from. God is your God. Even if you don't like him, he's still your God. Even if you don't believe in him, he's still your God. And because God is the God of the whole world, he, he, he provides for the whole world. The Bible says he sends rain upon the house of the evil and the good. That's God as the creator. That's God as the father. Number two, the Bible says God is the father of Christians. He's the father of Christians. And it is interesting that all of the faiths in the world, there is none that says that they have God as their father. Even the Muslims, they say they are slaves of God. And I believe they are very right. Only the Bible gives us revelation of God as our father. He gives us revelation of God as our father. Now, he now goes to the third level of relationship with God, which means that God is your friend. At what point does God become your friend? When you walk in covenant fellowship. He can be your father and not be your friend. You see, you could have a father in a family, and this father now has many children. But there is a special child who does what the father wants, who is in connection with the father. So the father now goes beyond the level of having this son or this daughter as just a, a child into becoming a friend. And Jesus said, you are my friend. I have not called you just servant, but I've called you friend. Why? Because you have a relationship with God. He's walking He's working consciously to bring us into alignment with the inner workings of the spirit. So when we come to the Lord, uh -huh, and he becomes integrated with our spirit, our spirit man comes alive. We are not just cleansed of our sins we are not just children of God but our spirit man comes alive and this is the part of the redemption that's not being taught in the body of Christ today we are not telling God's people that there is in fact a spirit in you that died when Adam fell the spirit died. How did it happen? God told Adam, the day that you eat of the fruit, you shall die. I want you to look at my eyes. But did he die physically? 
He continued to live hundreds of years. But something had shifted in him. Man of God. His spirit man had died. Oh, this is good. His spirit had died. The spirit being in him had been disconnected from God. For the Bible says God is spirit. God is not soul. He is spirit. And they that worship God, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the scripture says that God will come in the cool of the day and fellowship with Abraham, with Adam. But when God came, the voice of God that resonated with his spirit and brought joy, brought him fear. I heard your voice and I was afraid. What happened, man of God, woman of God? Because the spirit had died. But Jesus Christ came and he restored your spirit. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, and you has he quickened who were in time past dead in your trespasses and sin. He has quickened you. Who were in time past. And so God here is saying that your spirit man was dead because of sin. But now your spirit man comes alive. Because of the blood of Jesus. Okay. So when you become conscious and aware of the essence of your spirit, it does something to your reality. It shifts your reality from starting in the natural into starting in the God realm. Where is the God realm? The spirit is the God realm. This is where God lives. And one of the biggest thing that has happened to the gospel is that number one, too many people are preaching the gospel of the natural. And what is the gospel of natural? It's the gospel that's trying to support your lifestyle with the glory of God. You have needs in your life. God will meet your needs. Come on somebody. You are fighting battle. Use your anointing to fight battle and to win battle. Whatever is going on in the natural realm, it's supported by this kind of gospel. And there's another kind of gospel that's centered on the human soul. And this gospel now <clears throat> creates a system of bringing God beyond. It's an ageless, you know, attack of the devil. It's called Gnosticism in, 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 in church history where people use the power of the human mind. The Gnostics, they use the power of the human mind to understand the things of the spirit. And then the gospel in this realm means that God is a mental experience. And there's a lot of people in church today that say, think rich and get rich. Think it, say it, and see it. It's a false gospel. It's a gospel of the soul. And a lot of people don't understand the difference. They go to church... And they say, well, I'm just going to visualize what I want to see. And they adopt a lot of Christian words like vision. And they make it a component of human psychology. And they try to project a miracle out of it. But is that the formula of God? What is the formula of God? Spirit. The formula of God is spirit. God does not meet you first in your soul. God does not meet you first in your body. God meets you first in your spirit. Okay. He meets you in your spirit. I asked somebody not too long ago, are you conscious of your spirit? 
And then he said, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't have an idea. What, what, what does that mean? Are you conscious of your spirit? He said, do you know there's a spirit in you? He said, are you, are you saved? He said, yes, I'm saved. Are you born again? Yes, I'm born again. So what is saved in you? What is born again in you? Let, let me have somebody today. What is born again in you? It said, it's well, I just thought I am born again. What is I? It is not you that got born again as you look at yourself in the physical. Because when you got born again, did your address change? Did you grow taller? Did, did you go home and find a million dollars? What, 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 what changed? Your spirit is what changed. Okay, someone said, well, it's my soul that changed. Oh, come on. Your soul, when you got born again, was now able. It has a potential. I want to talk to somebody. It has a potential by the progressive renewing of your mind to be cleansed and to be washed and, 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 and to continue to change. But your soul, when you gave your life to Jesus, did not receive instant transformation. Okay. And that's why after you give your life to Jesus, you walk out of the church and the devil can still bombard you with negative thoughts. Okay. Because your soul is still going to undergo the process of change. Be ye not conformed to this world. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's ongoing. But when you gave your life to Jesus there, something changed. And that is your spirit. And your spirit is your real self. Okay. Not your soul. Your spirit is the real identity of you. So if you look at a person in their spirit, I want you to hear me. If their spirit was born of God, then they are sons of God. If their spirit was not born again, then they are not born again. Okay, so you can be moral. You're a moral person. You try to do something that's good. You try to think right. Does that make you a Christian? What makes you a Christian? That your spirit man is changed. Lift your hand and agree with me. Say, my spirit man. I can't hear you. It looks like the Holy Ghost is over here. Say, my spirit man is born of God. Say it again. Say, my spirit man is born of the spirit. So when your spirit man gets saved and you dump your spirit and you now shift into your soul to try to navigate your life, you have left the greatest power and the representation of God that's in you. And you have stepped into a lower realm of reality. Now imagine many God people who, whose spirit has been saved. But they are not cultivated in their spirit. So what happens, my God? They are spiritual, but then they move into the flesh. Some even move into their body. And what do they experience? They experience confusion. The Lord told me to tell somebody today that the anointing of God that is upon your spirit will come out. I'm going to do a little illustration. Come, sir. Please come, man of God. Stand here. I need, I need another gentleman. Please come, sir. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Come with me. Come with me. Praise God. Come, come, come. Amen. So, 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 amen. While he's getting ready, I'm going to come to you. This is the spirit. This is the soul. This is the body. Watch this, somebody. Man, it's a tripartite being. Praise God. Too many times we don't teach in the church. And then we get all excited. We shout. We declare blessing. And the people go home. They don't even know what the blessing is. 
praise God, and they come back the following week, and they're still going to shout, but they are not going grace because you, you got to listen to this. you got to be taught of God. You've got to be willing and, and open to the teaching. So this is the spirit, and this right here is the soul. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And this right here is the body. And, and that's how man is a tripartite being. Come on, somebody. Your spirit is the control of your destiny. The, the spirit is the real man. The soul is the distribution point for the, for the spirit and the body, but the body is what everybody sees. And, and I want to announce to somebody here that people don't know you until they know your spirit. You don't know a person until you know their spirit. And that's why a whole lot of men, they want to get married and they see somebody only in their body. Praise God. And they say, oh, you know what? I like what I see. Have you heard a man say that? I like what I see. I like all the curves and, and all the fine things that I'm looking at. But they don't know, amen, that behind, praise God, the body, there is a soul. Praise God. And behind the soul, there's a spirit. Come on, I want to talk to somebody right now. And then you could look at somebody on the outside and appreciate their spirit or you could bypass the spirit and have a conversation with somebody and appreciate their soul and in the soul come man of God real quick praise God come here man of God come real quick and in the soul is the will Please stand behind him and the emotion stand right up behind him. So this is the soul and here is the will and here is the emotions. And you can have, amen, the mind, the will, the emotions. I'll have a conversation with you and I like the way that you reason. I love your intelligence. I love your intellect. I love your worldview. I love your emotional stability. And so I think that you are, amen, suitable for me. But beyond that level of the soul there is still something that's still deeper that's gone on the inside of the person and I've realized in my work in this life in my work with God that the spirit is now the biggest factor and this is why some people they are having some problems in their life that they don't even understand okay okay because now the problem is not in the soul it's not in the body, okay? It's in the spirit, okay? Because whatever happens to the spirit determines what happens to your soul. And what happens to your soul determines what happens to your body. And that's why God did not start to bless you from your soul. He started to bless you from your spirit. For blessed be God, the father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with all spirit spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So most people come to church and they focus on their soul and they focus on the circumstances in the body and they abandon the power and the essence of their spirit. And man of God, you know what happens to that? They become earth bound. Everything happening in them is not connected to the heavenly places. God bless you, gentlemen. Thank you. Interestingly, the Lord has started to ship people in Supernatural Life Center. And God has given people access. Let me hear you say access. By revelation. I can hear you. Come on, somebody say access. By revelation into the inner workings of my spirit. Say with me. Say, I'm activated. Say, I'm activated in my inner man. 
The Bible calls your spirit your inner man. The, the man on the inside. The man on the inside. And so the spirit of God comes upon a man's spirit when he gave his life to Jesus. I want you to hear this. The spirit of God comes on a man's spirit when that man gave his heart to Jesus. I'm going to say that again. The spirit of God comes on a man's spirit when he gave his life to Jesus. When the spirit of God comes on a person's spirit, the spirit of God indwells that spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When he indwells the spirit, you become a son of God. This God's people is the first realm of your encounter and experience with the person of the Holy Spirit. Okay, how many of you are born again? Lift your hands. I want to see. If you're, if you're born again, lift your hands above your head. You're born again and you're sure. Lift, put down your hand. If you're not born again, I'm not even sure if I'm born again. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Today's your day. Come on, if you're not born again. Okay, so I believe that this is a family affair. When you got born again, God filled your spirit. He indwelled your spirit with the Holy Spirit. For no one can say Jesus Christ is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. He indwells your spirit. This is so powerful. Every Christian believer has the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And that means that you cannot be possessed by God and be possessed by the devil at the same time. You cannot say, well, a born-again witch. There is no such thing as a born-again witch. It's not possible. I want you to hear me. The Holy Spirit indwells it. He might look like he's born again. He might talk like he's born again. He might mimic born again maneuvering. But if he's not born again, he's not born again. You cannot be born of God and be born of the devil at the same time. Somebody say, I'm born of God. You know what it means to be born of God? You, oh, God, help us right now. Okay, okay, we're going to get the Holy Ghost. Help me today. When you are born again, you have the first experience with God, which means the Spirit of God indwells you. And number two, after you get born again, you don't stop there. There's another powerful experience that's called the Spirit of God, amen, resting upon you. The first experience is called the Spirit within the spirit within is for sonship and redemption. But there is another bigger experience called the spirit upon. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Watch this. And ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit is come upon you. Okay. So when the spirit of God comes on you, what happens to your inner man? Your spirit is activated. Look at my eyes, everyone. There's a difference between the spirit indwelling you and the spirit of God coming upon you. That's good. When the spirit is upon you, it's for miracle signs and wonders. That's good. It's for the move of the spirit of God. It's for healing and deliverance. Is it possible for the Holy Spirit to live in you and it's not upon you? Yes, it's possible. Is it possible for you to have a battery in a vehicle that's a dead battery, it's possible. 
you could have a battery there. Somebody say, is there a battery there? They say, yes, there's battery there. But is the battery working? No, it's not working. Why? Because it has to be jump-started. Okay, that's good. Why does it have to be jump-started? Because if that battery, praise God, was by itself, it becomes isolated. That's why I say to God's people, isolation brings desolation. This is why God will plug you into an anointed atmosphere like Supernatural Life Center when the anointing of God that's moving in the atmosphere will rest upon the anointing that's in your spirit that's not moving. And all of a sudden, there's an activation that comes alive inside of your spirit. There are people here today. Every anointing of God that's inside of you, the indwelling presence, of the Holy Ghost that's in you but it's not moving. You can't hear God. You can't see God. You cannot move but you know that you're a child of God. I command right now, let your spirit be activated. Let your spirit come alive. Let your spirit get it happening. Let your spirit come alive. Okay. Somebody say activate. You're talking to the wrong person. Look at somebody who has faith with your eyeball, eyeball to eyeball. And say, I'm activated. When there's a battery and the battery is in a vehicle. But man of God, all of a sudden, the, the battery in the vehicle is not moving. What do you do? I want you to hear me. You take another battery that has capacity. And then you, you get a, a cable. Are you with me, somebody? Is that good? When you get a cable, what do you do? You connect them together, and then you tell somebody, start your engine. Oh, this is so good. And then when you start the engine, what, what happens? Come on, somebody. You, you, you begin to see that power. Somebody say power. Flows from the first battery, and it jumps to the second battery, and it jumps into the engine. Come on, somebody. There is something God is doing in this building today. He's activating God in your spirit. Some of you are here. There's an anointing in you. You know that there's power in you. There is gift in you, but it's not moving. As I come here in the name of Jesus, I activate you. Y'all don't hear me. I say, I activate you. I activate! I activate! I activate! Come alive! And that's the revelation of the laying of hands. It's like deep collect unto deep. Iron sharpens iron. Paul said to Timothy, do not despise the gift of God that's in you, that you have received. The impartation that you have received by the laying on of my hands. So as he laid hands on him, the gift in, in him, it, it came alive. Somebody lift your hands say, come alive. alive. Say today. Say today. There's an activation in my spirit of the life of God. If that's you, say yes. Please sit down. The Holy Ghost said to me. I want to activate people today in the consciousness of the power of God. I want you to hear me. What makes Supernatural Life Center different is that our church is not a soulish church. It's not a physical manifestation church in the natural alone. It's a spiritual activation church. 
Now, this is a place where your spirit man becomes activated. If the spirit, come on somebody, of him that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken your mother body. So somebody said to me, Apostle, why do I have to be activated in my spirit? I want you to hear me. Because without your spirit being activated, you can never, never, ever receive anything from the Lord. You can never receive anything from the Lord. If your spirit man was not activated, you can never receive anything from the Lord. Why? I want you to hear me. Because God is spirit. God has always been spirit. God will forever be spirit. The Bible calls God the father of spirit. Okay, this is good. Holy Ghost, help us today. He's the father of spirit. How does God bless? First, in the spirit. Where does babies come from? In the spirit. Where does cars come from? In the spirit. Where does jobs come from? In the spirit. Where does opportunity come from? In the spirit. How does God give you deliverance? In, I'm talking to somebody. How does God give you a husband? In the spirit. How does God give you discernment? In the spirit. Where is the source of favor? In the spirit. Where is the power? and authority over demons in the spirit. Where does revelation come from? In the spirit. This is why the devil is fighting you from being activated in your spirit. The devil wants you to be, amen, reduced into the redundant realm of the flesh because the devil knows that if you stay in the flesh God will be walking but you will not be on God's address. You will be in the wrong room. You will be in the wrong realm and there will be complaints there'll be confusion but somebody is here today in this building you are tapping into the God realm and your eyes can see God your ears can hear God your mind can receive what God is saying I'm living the realm of the natural and I'm moving into the realm of the supernatural if that person here say yes please sit down it's about realms. It's not about activity. It's about realm. Everything that God is doing and that he will do in your life is in your spirit. Okay, before I start to get into all the detail of the communication, the loop of your spirit, let me first examine to you that you can be born again, but your spirit man is not active. It's not active. And when your spirit man is not active, your flesh is active. Because both of them cannot control at the same time. I want to talk to somebody today. If you are walking in the flesh, it means that your flesh has superior influence over your spirit. The Bible says, when Eliab in the book of 1 Samuel appeared, Amen, Samuel said, for the Lord's anointed is before him. He, he was sent to David as king. But when he saw Eliab, he said, this is the man for the job. Okay? Why did he say that? Because he looked like a king. He looked like a warrior. He looked like somebody who has leadership potential. But God said to him, don't look at him for I have what? I have rejected him. Okay, and then I asked myself, when did God reject him? Because right there, while all of them were standing, God was scanning them in the spirit. He said, I've rejected him. For man look on the outward, but God sees the spirit. 
God sees the heart. The word heart and spirit is used interchangeably. God sees his spirit. God sees his inner man. And as David was coming, he didn't look like it. But God has anointed his spirit. Walk with people who carry God in their spirit. Listen, if you walk with intelligent people, they will intelligently block you. But when you walk with people who are cultivated in the spirit, they will carry the same spirit that you carry. You will be see the glory of God move through you. Have you ever met somebody whose spirit is right with your spirit? Glory to God. Amen. Mary said unto Elizabeth when I heard your voice there was a communication of your spirit from your voice that came to my spirit and instantly my baby leaped for joy. How can you hear somebody's voice and yet their voice triggered your spirit to the point that your baby is moving because the realm of the spirit is and when you move in that realm, you can hear somebody else who is moving in the right spirit. If you are here, say, my spirit, man, is on fire. The Lord said, David is the one for the job. Listen to me. There's a big distinction between your spirit and your mind. Okay. Because your mind, just like your soul, is controlled by five things. Number one, it's controlled by environment. Whatever is happening around you is what controls how you think. Number two, it's controlled by your experience. What you've seen in the past determines how you pre predict and project the future. It's called precedence. In other words, when you go to the court and you're presenting a case to the judge, the, the lawyer would tell, how many lawyers are here? The lawyer would tell the judge, Mr. Judge, because in so and so year, in the case of Mr. Allison against the state of California, this happened and that happened, and that become a precedence for what will happen. It's called precedence. Some people don't date people, amen, who are from certain tribes who have certain names because the last, their, their last fiancé came from that place. I avoid everybody with the name, amen. Jacob, are you Jacob? If you're Jacob, please get away. Get away. Why? Because the experience was not good. Is somebody hearing me? Number three, exposure. Where you've been and what you've been exposed to. It, it affects a person's soul. It, somebody became suicidal after they walked into a room where they saw their friend hanging from the ceiling. And as, as this person was wriggling for life, they tried to save him and they could not. And from that day on, he became suicidal himself. Because there was an exposure, come on somebody, to an activity in that environment that created an experience that crippled his life. God is blessing somebody today. Number four, education. What you've learned, what you've been taught in the corner of a class, it determines how you perceive reality. And that's a lot of educated fools, praise God. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't hear me. Who have been who have been educated to think certain way, and they are going glory to God to defend that foolishness with their lives. They are going to quote foolishness, believe foolishness, and be, and behave foolishness. Praise God. And that's why you can never compare an educated fool to somebody walking by revelation. Yes, sir. 
Revelation means to reveal. Information means to tell you what has been established. But the revelation gives you inner access into what God is doing in the now. And that's why you know something about information. Information brings you into a dead end. But revelation is progressive. Hallelujah. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, okay. You know, information means two plus two is four. But when it comes to revelation, 2 plus 2 is 44. And sometimes it can be 444. And sometimes it can be 4,444. And if your faith can handle it, the same revelation can be 4,444. And if your, if your anointing can go to the next level, the same revelation can be 4,444. help me preach today. You, you all sit down for two minutes. We, we, we're almost there. And so now, environment, experience, exposure, education, and expertise. It forms how people are function in their soul. But you know something about the human soul? Human soul is limited because your soul, come on somebody, is controlled by the element around you. But you know something about the spirit? Come on somebody, look in my eyes. Your spirit is limitless. And your destiny is from the spirit. This is my question to you today. How can you navigate a spiritual destiny by the limited information of your soul? You don't even know where you are going to be next year. Anybody here know where, you, where they're going to be next year? If you know where you're going to be on the 3rd of October... 2022 for sure. And you know the outfit you'll be wearing. Come on, lift your hand. You don't know, but does God know? Yes, okay, okay. Okay, so somebody say, well, I don't go where I don't know. I don't know. What do you know? You know nothing. You know nothing. Your soul is limited and small and shallow. And when I hear some people, when I'm talking revelation to them, they're telling me, oh, bah, 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 I know this, I know that. I'm like, you really? You know? Do you even know what's going to happen to you next week? What do you know? You know nothing. So when the superior revelation of the spirit is talking, let the limited information of the natural man just keep quiet. Why? Because you don't know. Someone said you don't know. If you know, you know. All right. So, but, but, but God, I want you to hear me. He knows where you're going to be on the 3rd of October, 2022. He knows where you're going to be, sir. He knows it. Nobody sees it. Nobody in this room can tell where you're going to be. Anamakosa. If you are working with God, nobody can predict your future. Nobody knows where you're going to be, but God knows. You don't even know, but God knows. So the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. So God will take you and then he will order your step. So that your step can get to where you are meant to be. And, and you tell God, but Lord, I don't understand. He said, follow me. He said, but, 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 but God, this does not make sense. Follow me. But, 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 but God, nobody around me is doing it. Follow me. But Lord, everybody, they, they are judging me. They, they think I'm crazy. Follow me. Because you are not following with your mind, but you are following with your spirit. Tell somebody I'm a spirit being. 
I move by the spirit. I walk by the spirit. I talk by the spirit. I'm not moving by my mind. I'm not moving by my emotion. I'm moving by the spirit of God. For them we are called by the spirit. But they are the sons of God. Please sit down. That's why you are gonna you are gonna walk into wealth that doesn't look like it now. Has your spirit ever caught something that your mind does not understand? You just know in your spirit that God is going to make a way. Anybody ever been there where your spirit know, you know that you know that you know that God is working something out. I come to prophesy to you by the force of the spirit that God has orchestrated. God has designed a realm for you to walk in. The realm of the supernatural. I command it to begin to manifest now in the name of Jesus. Jesus.